With each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes that put their lives on the line for all of us, risking their lives for our country and our communities. These heroes need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of Insert Name FC, and with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Edward Robles. Hey, how's it going, guys? Episode 45, Edward. I don't know what to say. Uh, what do you see episode, I guess? Why always me, Edward? Why always me? I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know what you want me to say, bro. Mario like, Balotelli? <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess that's why that was, that was a reference to why I always me. Oh, oh, I don't know if you remember that, uh, that iconic Manchester City moment for him. Oh, no, no, I no, I forgot to be honest. I actually forgot he played in Man City, bro. Bro, Man City, Liverpool, AC Milan, Inter Jeez. Milan. No, I know he played in Inter for sure, but I, I, I forgot about the other stints that he Man, played real where quick. Else he, where else did he play? Nice. Yeah, he played Nietzsche. Huh. I know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Balotelli kind of became, so, and it's crazy because I, I, I do remember he played in the Euros for Italy. Oh yeah, you know, you know, not, not this past, not this past Euro, but I mean, uh, I believe the 2016 Euro. And it was crazy to think because you know another player there, you're like, oh, I forgot about him is El Sharawi. El Sharawi, yeah, whatever happened to that dude? I don't know. That dude, that dude was cold back in AC. He was cold though. And then he went to Is Roma. He in the, I think, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. I don't know if he's still at Roma. I honestly, have, I think he's in the French league, isn't he? I don't know. Man. In Ligue 1? I think and El Sharawi is still young. Well, I want to say he's, he's young. considered. I think he's twenty nine, somewhere, and somewhere think, in that I age gap. He, I think he got the. The best young player award. Oh, he's twenty eight years old. 
28. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know he wasn't. I know he's not past my age for sure. Oh, he's, but... he's, yeah, he, he's still he's still with Roma. Oh, okay. I think he's still with Roma. I don't know. <laughs> Wikipedia is a tar- uh, is like a really terrible thing to use as well. No, yeah, according to transfer market, he's still with Roma. Okay. But if that's the case, I have barely seen him. Yeah. And, he, well, the thing is, he sustained some injuries too. His his uh his oh, I forgot he played in China. Yeah, he did. I think after the China stand, he kind of uh, he fell off big time. He, he wasn't like a like a name you would see that hey, he should be playing, you know, here and here and here. And then like after that stand, like I said, he wasn't uh, considered a, a big name in Italy anymore. Like he was considered, of course, yeah. But it's like you got to compare. Well, Who'd you rather he, he have? Got, he got the young the young player award, the uh, the young boy award, or something like that. I forgot what it was. Yeah, but that was like a long time ago. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there was some, there was, man, he's, so he has had 29 caps with Italy. Damn. Yeah. Oh, what a fall off. But anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, no, what a crazy, crazy week for soccer. Obviously, we had the Euros and the Copa America final, which we'll, we'll definitely get into that in this episode. But, and we even had the Copa Oro starting too. Yeah. I mean, the summer of soccer. And then, not only that, but ever we got the Olympics coming up. So damn. So we're gonna be. So for people that were worried that like, oh man, what are you guys? What are you guys gonna do? You know, in the summer. I don't know about the next. Oh, well, the next summer. Uh, well, no, next summer is. Oh, there is no gonna be. There's not gonna be a World Cup in the summer. It's gonna be in the winter. So. The hell was that? You heard it too, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so your neighbor, some dick has the the. The train horn on his truck. No bl- way. You're yeah, bullshitting he, me. He, he, the old man? Not the well, yeah, that house, but it's not his truck. It's just some idiot that keeps like blowing that that keeps pressing that fucking horn. It's annoying the fuck out I mean, of me. And I know and he scares the shit out of Edward. I mean out of Robo every single time when I'm walking. Oh he man. Because he presses that fucking horn, dude. It's annoying. Really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyways. Um, but yeah, no, like, yeah, we, we'll, we'll be packed with, with still stuff. This summer will be pretty busy. Next summer, I can't really guarantee much. So there's probably <laughs> going to be a lot of, a lot of filler episodes with us trying to figure out some things to do. <laughs> but, right. Gosh. But, but, we'll, we'll go ahead and do it like Naruto. We'll fill, we'll, we'll run. That's, we'll a, that's, a, that's a future insert name FC problem. That's not a, that's not, that's not our problem yet. So we'll get there when right. we get there. <laughs> When we uh, but, get there, we'll figure it out. Exactly. But yeah, man, so we got a jam-packed show. We got, obviously, headlines. We got some coaching news. Just one news, but coaching news. We got a lot going on in Transfer Watch. A lot to talk about in Transfer Watch, to be honest. Uh, we got some headlines, some controversial ones, some stuff that's going on in the Gold Cup, uh, and something else. Uh, obviously, our debate topics. Having... We're going to be recapping the Copa America final and the Euro final. And of course, we'll be two more games that we'll be recapping from the previous week. Announce our players of the week, preview some games for the upcoming weekend, and wrap things up with a three up, three down. And it's going to be a nostalgic one for, for us here at Insert Name FC. Oh, yeah. So, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And you guys are going to hear this sick ad. And we'll, we'll get going with the show. Hector, what was your New Year's resolution? Same one as every year. Read more. Why every year? 
Well, with school and work, it's simply hard to find time to read. What if instead of reading, we listen to someone read your books for you on Audible? Audible? Audible has a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience. I like listening to my audiobooks on my way to work. What if I don't like Audible? You can start a 30-day free trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. You'll be supporting the insert name FC podcast along with finally getting that New Year's resolution done. Thanks. Now I'm going to start a 30-day free trial. And we are back. All right. Once again, take full advantage of that great partner of ours. So, well, you know, me and Edward can do this in the studio. So, yeah, that's no the goal. No more zoo. No oh. more zoo. Yeah, but not only help us out, but also help out the Unhinged Sports Network. So that you know, obviously, we want we want to take good care of them. Is <laughs> you know, us succeeding means that they're succeeding. That's our. That's how we are. We base our logic. So. Exactly. That's how it's got to be. All right, Edward. So only one thing to talk about as far as coaching news, and it's not necessarily like. A, a coach moving somewhere, or I'm sorry, a manager moving somewhere. It's just a letter go Madrid, making sure that they keep their guy, and that's correct. They're going to keep Diego Simeone till 2024. He signed an extension. So, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Diego Simeone is kind of like reminding me of like, I'd say like an exact represent, like exact copy of it, but similar to what Wenger and Sir Alex Ferguson had with their clubs because, you know, obviously they were with their clubs for a long time. And I mean, you don't see that anymore with some managers now. And I mean, Diego Simeone, a lot of people probably forget about Diego Simeone and Atletico Madrid sometimes, but he's ever since he's taken over Atletico Madrid, this team has looked amazing. And I mean, it, it I feel like, I, I feel like Simeone will get the Sir Alex Ferguson treatment over in Atletico Madrid, if that makes any sense to you. Um, I mean, I mean, honestly, yeah, it does. I thought you were going to be insulted by that. Nah. <laughs> I, thought nah, nah. Were, I thought you didn't like me. You thought you weren't going to like me comparing him to one of the greatest managers of all time. No, no, no. I mean, I like Simeone. I Except the whole... Grabbing of the balls, kind of thing that kind of threw me off a little bit. He's a, he's definitely a, a character. He's out there. He's out there. Yeah, he he has his own personality. He has I mean, his own he's, style. He's not low, uh, but no, no, he's <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, technically, yeah, he he didn't do that. But I mean, but he did technically grab his balls and freaking show it all over the world. And he was like, "Yeah, this is my package. Deal with it," you know, kind of shit. So. <laughs> He's an electric manager, man. He, the guy's feet off. Yeah, no. Oh man, but he's he's yeah. He's really he's really he's really full of energy. He's full of, uh, of of excitement and everything. And I still to this day I still remember his exact words whenever they played Barcelona. He was like he like the you know, Atlético Madrid had actually the the advantage, and then he was just still like every they had the advantage. I think they were winning two two zero at the moment. He was still sitting down, and they were asking him. Why didn't you celebrate the goals when they were scoring? And he was like, "Oh, he's like, because Messi was warming up, and he was just like, <laughs> he was worried about that." And so I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Well, he know what he was facing again." So and then he, he 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 did the right thing. He didn't celebrate, you know, right then and there. He knew it was coming. 
So Man, that's I what mean, he was like. I, I definitely would say if it wasn't for the fact that like Real Madrid and Barcelona are just very overpowering compared to Atletico Madrid. I mean, there's some good Atletico Madrid teams. Not saying that there isn't, but it always seems that Barcelona and Real Madrid kind of foil it for them. Yeah. I mean, they had a chance to win Champions League in two different occasions and Real Madrid both ruined it for them. Uh, they, oh, they, yeah. They've had plenty of chances to win La Liga and same thing, Barcelona and Real Madrid kind of ruined that for them. Same thing for Copa. But basically, anytime Atletico Madrid is like right there, to win it, and I mean, they're a team that definitely can win it. I mean, they just won, they they won the La Liga last season, but it's just kind of like Real Madrid and Barcelona are always just there to swoop on in and, and ruin it for them. And so, I think obviously, I think he could definitely anywhere else. I think he he'd be having so much success. But the fact that he's in a league with two of the best teams in the world, um, and I said that with confidence, Real Madrid and Barcelona. And he's competing with them. Like, I mean, he also spoils a lot for Real Madrid and Barcelona as well. Because, I mean, Atletico Madrid is that team that can dictate who wins the championship as well. So, I mean, like, they, they also are very impactful. And they're, they're kind of one of the reasons why I think La Liga is one of the best leagues in the world. And, and I'll be continuing to keep my bias about La Liga, in my opinion, the best league. But, but yeah, no, Simeone, I mean, it was a smart move from them. Keep their guy. Um, so I, there's nothing really else, much else to say about it. Anything, anything you want to add on there? Uh, nope. I mean, he's actually, he's a good man. I, I really like him. Like if he was to somehow leave or whatever, and then he was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and step over to Barcelona. I wouldn't mind having him. He's one of those managers that kind of gives you, like you said, he's electric. He gives you that extra little oomph, you know, and with the right players, dude. I mean, you've seen what he can do. With the right players, bro. I mean, the dude is a he is a players manager. Like that's what he is. Like he is actually one of them. He's not a he's not oh I'm a I'm a tactician. I'm this and that. Like no, he's like one of them. I came from the ground up, started from the bottom. Now we're here, kind of stuff. So I really he's he's a he's a good manager. Like as much as I and I know I'm probably blowing a little bit of smoke up Spence's uh, ass here because I know that's his team. But the manager, dude, he's he's just a he's very he he knows how to carry himself when he needs to be very professional. But he also has his side of let me go ahead and show you my wild side, you know. So I mean, I, I like him as a manager. Like I wouldn't mind having him as my manager of my team. Hell, maybe you know, maybe in the future. Manchester United could be a stop. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel. I feel like. I, I feel like he wants to wants to do it all in Atletico Madrid. Yeah. So we'll 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 see what happens with with him. But I mean, he's there to twenty twenty four unless unless Atletico Madrid fires him. In. And I really don't see that happening. I think he's 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 gone above their expectations. Um, oh yeah. So I don't think that's happening. But let's get going with the transfer rumors, Edward. All right. All right, kicking things off. Gwen Doozy confirms Arsenal exit as he goes on loan to Martial. So he is officially at Martial, but I'm guessing, you know, Martial has the option to to go ahead and get Gwen Doozy at any time. And I'm sure they're going to take advantage of this because Gwen is a very promising midfielder. <coughs> sorry. Promising midfielder that um, I think uh, is going to get the attention. I just, I think his time in Arsenal has just passed. Um, not saying that he's a bad player at all. That's not it at all. I just don't think he's he's part of the future plans for Mikel Arteta over at Arsenal. And to be honest, I don't 
think most people know exactly what that is. <laughs> to be honest, especially Dude, for the, I think every, I think, the pessimistic I think Arsenal fans. Every everybody's kind of lost at this point uh, out there. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see. Anyways, so Saul to Liverpool is a is Liverpool has thrown themselves into the race for Saul. So that's going to be interesting having a midfield with Thiago or 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 Henderson or Saul. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's the thing with Saul. I mean, he's adding a little bit of a center center defensive mid, but isn't Jordan Henderson around that same kind of play style, or is he well, just a I straight mean, up we, center mid? We saw him. We saw him play a little center back last season. Um, but yeah. but I, I mean, Henderson's kind of that 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 does it all kind of. Midfielder, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna say that he is uh, that he does in fact do it all, but I mean he kind of he steps up what, when he needs to. Like you know he comes, yeah. he, he rises for the occasion. But yeah, so interesting to see if Liverpool can get can get Saul Balotelli to join Turkish team Adan Demirspor. I think it's just for the money. I mean, I don't know how much it would be exactly, but I think he's just joining for the money. I mean, I think it's just because like. Balotelli is a player where you're not entirely sure what you're going to get from him. I don't no. know. I don't know if he's necessarily grown up. I mean, I, I haven't really been following Balotelli to be honest. I know the Dynamo Dynamo fans have like trolled saying that they want Balotelli in in Dynamo, which I mean, as far, oh, wow. as, far as like getting coverage, it'd definitely be great. But I mean, I don't know. But yeah, do you do you I know mean, any Balotelli fans? Like, do you know any Balotelli fans? I think the. The meme of Balotelli fans. Oh God! <laughs> but I mean, Balotelli, I, I mean, he, he de- definitely is going to get your attention. Um, for people that want to like a reference to what Balotelli is to, to, to like in in, in the world of soccer, he's essentially uh, a Yasiel Puig, in like similar to baseball, where he's like kind of a controversial player. He's good, but he's also very controversial. So you gotta, you're not entirely you sure. Gotta- yeah, you're not are you, are you sure well, you want to put your money in there. Yeah, if you want to, like, you know he's good, but do you really want all that attention that you're going to get from him? It's kind of, yeah, that's what you get from, from Balotelli. Actually, as a matter of fact, Kelsey, if you hear this, tell me if that's a very accurate description of Balotelli. But yeah, so let's get going. Keep going. Yeah. Um, Paul Pogma must sign, must sign a five-year deal with Manchester United or he could leave. We, I keep saying this, man. You you got to be careful when you give players some ultimatums. <laughs> yeah, the ultimatum, though. Yeah, so yeah, so yikes. I mean, and especially Bogba. I mean, Bogba. He's he's a, one of those other you know controversial players, but not in uh, not, not in that sense not where he's volatile level. But yeah, but he's he's a controversial as in like he'll shock you when he needs to. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, yeah, like you said, you got to be careful when you give them ultimatums up, man. Stick it to Manchester United. David De Gea wants to fight for his spot at Manchester United. It's adorable, but I think Dean Henderson has has definitely he's earned cemented there. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he earned his right. I mean, not, nothing against David De Gea. I, I think it was pr- uh, crazy to see uh, U nine start at goalkeeper for Spain. I'm not entirely sure if De Gea was injured or anything, or just I mean, U nine definitely. Did very good aside from, aside from that 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 terrible own goal that he had. Um, but he, I mean, he, yeah, uh, Unai, Unai Simon did a good job. I think it's Unai Simon, correct? The goalkeeper for Spain. 
Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I I mean he did he did fairly good. I mean I mean David De Gea was there. I I saw him in the bench. I don't know if Unai Simone just just won over Luis Enrique a little bit more, but but yeah. So David De Gea wants to stay in Man U and fight for that number one spot once again. Uh, adamant, but uh, I don't know. Mm, I don't know, man. All right, Carlo, Carlo Ancelotti is calling Richarlison on a possible Real Madrid move. Really? So Richarlison obviously played at, played at Everton. Ancelotti was the manager of Everton. Go figure. This is something you're going to see a lot when whenever a manager leaves their club and goes elsewhere. Is usually they kind of want to get a guy that they either have had experience with or recently just worked with. So, I mean, Richarlison. I mean, you know. He's not a bad player. I mean, you know, he played for Brazil in the in, in Copa America. Um, he's very promising. You know what the weirdest thing? Every time I I do any career mode, at least for this past FIFA, for Charleston always goes to to Barcelona. Hmm. Every time, every really? every 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 career mode I've I've played so far in FIFA twenty uh, twenty one, for Charleston goes to Barcelona like immediately. Like that's Damn. the first thing that's the first thing that pops up for Charleston to Barcelona. It's just, I'm like, wow. All right, tell me, tell me, hey, what are you hinting at me, FIFA? <laughs> yeah, right. You mean you mean Real Madrid, right? Well, uh, Ancelotti has different different plans in mind, but apparently a La Liga move is what's is what's set in stone for Richarlison. But yeah, sticking with La Liga, Griezmann is open to a Barcelona exit. I mean, let's face it, he just hasn't. Panned out for he Barcelona. Has, yeah, he has. I, I think it's not so much that he's just it, that he's. That's, it's not the quality of a player that that Griezmann is. It's just the fact that he just isn't a Barcelona player. Like that's just not his style. Like he he's all about running, running and taking advantage of big spaces. Yeah, that's not Tiki Taka. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, we'll definitely see where he where who who's gonna want him, but. Yeah, uh, and this won't be the only time we've mentioned Griezmann on this episode. But, oh, yeah. But, yeah, continue, continuing forward. So, Liverpool's Miller is set to join Basel for $1.3 million. So, that's all I really, like, I don't really, really know. I don't know much of the player. I mean, I know yeah, he plays yeah, for Liverpool, like, yeah. but I think Liverpool is just offloading some players. Um, yeah, especially if they're trying to move for um, Saul. Yeah. Napoli and Atalanta are in the battle for Amethovic. Um, it's a promising Bosnian player. Um, and, you know, Italy, that's where you're going to get a lot of the players from, from those off-the-wall countries in Europe. So, oh, yeah, but they, I mean, they're the ones that see that talent and, you know, a lot of people tend to not look at them and all of a sudden they come out pretty badass. And, oh, I completely agree. I, I mean, look at, Mir- look at Miroslav Pjanic. No, no I, I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> not saying yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. AC Milan make final push for Olivier Giroud. Ooh. What do you think? You, th- you think he's going to make it? You think he's going to do it? Uh, let, let's see. Let's, uh, let's keep going with this because we'll get there. <laughs> okay. Uh, PSG is still on for Pogba. So, I mean... Yeah. I'm sure the fact that man, you just were dumb enough to give somebody an ultimatum might have just dropped that value, if you know what I mean. Yep. Especially if Pogba starts going on on a tangent 
Uh, you're you're going to have to end up, you might end up losing some money because of that. But yeah, so there's, oh, yeah. there's that. Uh, Jovic wants to stay in Real Madrid. Really? Yep, he wants to stay in Real was, Madrid. Wasn't he starting at, uh, is it he, Salzburg? No, he was, a, he was alone on Frankfurt. Frankfurt, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he wants to stay in Real Madrid. I'm sure he just wants to prove himself. Um, it's going to be interesting, just depending on what exactly Real Madrid does. I mean, you still have Benzema, and then if you bring it in Mbappe, that could definitely uh, set him back a little bit. <laughs> so we'll definitely see what happens with Real Madrid. I mean, they haven't gotten Mbappe yet, so you can't you can't count your horses. But I mean, Jovic still promising forward. I don't think he necessarily got his opportunities yet to really play because I mean he just doesn't play that much, and if he does, he's only like. 10 to 5 minutes. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's not necessarily like you're giving him a fair... People that are, like, criticizing him, and I'm, I mean, I'm going to say I'm, I was one of them. I am one <laughs> of them. I'm not going to say I was. I am one of them. But, you know, like, you need to see... If you want to see him do something, he needs to go out and play. Who knows? Maybe with Ancelotti, maybe it's different. But, I mean, I just don't think he worked that well for Zidane. But, I mean, maybe with Ancelotti, it's a different story. So that's going to be definitely something to be looking into with what exactly Ramatra does with, with Luka Jovic um, for the future. And like I said, there were <laughs> hang tight because AC Milan got Olivier Giroud for $2 million. Okay, so it so, did happen then. So now you have you have Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Olivier Giroud, and Rebic. Those are your strikers. And I mean, technically, Damn. Rafael Leao as well, if you want to count him, even though he, can, he I think he, he's been playing on the wing a little bit more for AC Milan um, last year. But Damn. that is quite the, the forward group. <laughs> yeah, bro, that is intense. I mean, both of them, both of Satan and Giroud are basically like those, um, those poachers, but they're also the, and they're the so, body guys. And they're so tall. They're solid, bro. Yeah, they're solid, bro. Like, so imagine- to try to drop them, bro? <laughs> You you gotta be happy if you're a winger at AC Milan, because uh, you you're centering the ball to two behemoths. So corners are gonna be fun. <laughs> Anything that involves like just setting up a ball for a header is just gonna be great <laughs> for for anybody in AC Milan. I mean, you know, you're obviously there's still concerns about the fitness of Satani Ibrahimovic because he's gonna be 40 when he play when he plays this oh, season. Yeah. But I mean, oh, adding yeah. Olivier Giroud can definitely, you know, maybe rotate them out. Obviously, you still have Rebic, so it's gonna be interesting to see with AC Milan. I think I think AC Milan is going for for. I mean, with with such a young team, you want to get some experienced players also. So I think this that's the move that they're going for is getting some some players that that know what they're doing, and and, and you know to get this young this young core of guys ready for for this season. Yep, exactly. All right, so. It's gonna be. It's AC Milan's got a powerhouse now. So, well, I mean, they've been a powerhouse, but now with Giroud in their their holster, shit. We'll see. I know, man. Arsenal get Latonga for eighteen million, so they're going getting themselves some young players. I mean, we've heard this before. You know, that was a winger move was to go out and get younger players. So we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see what what that means, and hopefully they make some. I need like a significant sign. Like I need like a a seasoned player, specifically a center back. But they need they need to make a big move. Like I mean, the Conga's nice, Tavares is nice, but we need the big move, the the big signing, the marquee signing. 
that's what Arsenal needs to get these fans excited for the Arsenal season. But there's that. Coleman is concerned about the messy situation. So, uh, Barcelona get Demir on loan, but with a $10 million purchase option. $10 million Damn. to be specific. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool willing to pay $25 million for Traore. Damn. Where, do you, where would you think they would put him? <clears throat> I mean, they already have Jota. Like, That's what I'm saying. They have Shakiri. They have Salah and Sane. It, it like are they gonna are they gonna rock a, a a three three five formation? I'm yeah. sure I'm, I'm sure my math is off on that one. <laughs> a three two five formation. Yeah. <laughs> no goalkeepers. They're just gonna go straight <laughs> three three five. No goalkeepers needed. <laughs> Who needs a goalkeeper when you're when you're just gonna have the ball up 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 front all the whole game? <laughs> but then again, you also spend a lot of money to get to, to get Allison. So, anyways, uh, Griezmann has been contacted by Manchester City. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a big one. Uh, Carlos, yeah, <laughs> Carlos Alana set to go to Getafe on a transfer. Yeah, I heard. I I read about that one actually. Danny Ceballos hints at Premier League return. Hopefully Ooh. not. Hopefully not Arsenal. I'm about to say. I was like, "What? You think he's gonna go to Arsenal?" I hope not. <laughs> All right. Hakimi wants to return to Real Madrid at some point. Damn. Uh, well, Leon, oh. I was gonna say. Well, I mean, what do you think on that one? Uh, I mean, you know, go out there, get some experience, and then come back to Ramadan. I mean, I mean, Ramadan still has, you know, Danny Carvajal and Oriazola, which would be interesting. I think you need to give Oriazola at least a fair shot to see what he can do at the right back spot. But yeah. I mean, it, Hakimi was definitely, to me, a, a dumb move to let him go. To, to let, oh, him yeah. go, let him go to Dortmund. Um, and then now, you know, he's, he's going to be playing at PSG. But I think it was it was just a dumb move from from Real Madrid to let this guy go because the talent was there. It was very clear that this guy was going to be it. And, and so for me, it it does like it sucks that you could have just had him. Even like the, the the argument at that point was that Danny Carvajal is just that's your guy. I mean, you know, he's uh, I mean, I, I he's twenty nine years old. He's going to be thirty. I just know that because me and Danny Carvajal are born around the same. We're actually born the same month. <laughs> so, um, same month, same year. So me and me and Danny Carvajal are the same age. <laughs> Hurts me every time. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, because of Danny Carvajal's success that he had at that time, obviously, you know, Carvajal's been having some injury issues. And that's kind of been something that's been hurting him. But you know, at the time, it just seemed that Danny Carvajal was just going to be the guy at that right back spot that it made sense to let Hakimi go, and especially with Oriazola. Um, also looking very promising as well. So, but I think Hakimi was just, that's one of those players you can't just, you can't miss out on. And I, and unfortunately, Real Madrid, well, maybe they won't miss out on him since he's very adamant about returning to Real Madrid. So at least there's that. But I mean, at the same time, it's like we could have had him right now. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think Hakimi was, 
Miller is a smart buy for anybody, really. So, I mean, he's, he got paid. So, yep. he definitely got paid. But yeah. All right. Leon are in talks for Onana. So, there's now more, te- more teams are stepping in to get Onana, which is a very interesting situation just because of the fact that he is still facing his suspension. So, I mean, literally, this is just like, okay, we know what this guy can do. And, you know, once his, like, he serves his suspension, bring him in, and, and we're good. So, I mean, that's obviously the approach. But we'll, we'll see what happens there. But it, it's definitely, I think it's interesting seeing some teams are, especially teams that kind of already have a goalkeeper, unless Anthony Lopez for Leon is going to be going elsewhere this summer. I don't know. But it's just interesting to see Onana, like, being so, being so sought after, even though he's, he's facing a suspension. He's he's in a suspension, but yeah. Atletico Madrid in talks of swapping Saul for Antoine Griezmann. Wow, that's insane! Is Saul to you a Barcelona player? I would say yeah. Honestly, I think I think he he'd fit in like kind of like. Does he take Busquets' um, role? I think he would. Honestly, I really do. I mean, okay. Busquets has been there forever, and Busquets I mean, is a good player. It, it also makes like, sense, you know. You you bring Griezmann back to Atletico Madrid, a team that he thrived in. Mm-hmm. You you put him, maybe he can, maybe he's the answer for Jao Felix. Could be, yeah. So possibly an interesting move to keep an eye on because that's that's there. Uh, Bayern Munich is interested in in Chesa. Oh, really? Chesa, yep. the Pumas player. Yep, the Italian player. Uh, Barcelona are interested in Renato Sanchez. What? Oh man! So no, nah, th- nah, I think it's just the name that they're going for. Yeah. And okay, Edward, you don't have this one because this literally just happened today. Like you know what? You know because I you know I send you the timelines. Uh, mm-hmm. before, you know the day before, but Atletico yeah. Madrid, they got the Paul for thirty-five million. Damn. Well, there you go. So, Argentina, man, just, man just won Copa America and then gets a deal of a lifetime at Atletico Madrid. So it's going to be interesting where they play him because I, I think he can play in the wings, but I know obviously in, in Copa America he's been playing in the midfield. So definitely a very versatile player for Diego Simeone. So mm-hmm. That is a big move for Atletico Madrid. A team that there was a lot of concerns about whether or not they would be making some big moves in DePaul is definitely, to me, a big move. Oh, yeah. That's, right. that's a big, big move. For sure. All right, let's get going with these headlines. All right. This is going to be a little bit of a touchy subject, so we'll, we'll give you guys a heads up. This is a racial uh, situation. And right. it involves two players from Barcelona, and that is Antoine Griezmann and Debele, who are currently facing racism accusations i mean it's not really accusations because they got caught they got there's a so a video has surfaced where these two were mocking uh were mocking some i believe they were in japan and i guess they were like fixing their tv so they can go and you know play pez and as these guys were fixing trying to figure out the situation with their with the tv you know the connection all that Dembele goes on and says this, and this is what he said. This is like a translation. All these ugly faces. 
just so you can play Pez. Aren't you ashamed? What kind of backward language is that? Are you technologically advanced in your country or not? Wow. Um, uh, that sucks. Uh, I don't know what to say, bro. I'm kind of, I'm upset. Not kind of, but yeah, I'm upset about that. So in the, the vid, it's Dembele saying all this, but Griezmann is in the background laughing. Is in, well, not in the background. He's in the video and he's, he's giggling with, with Dembele. Um, yeah. I mean, so both players issued their apologies. Um, but the, the, the apology that really was highlighted was Dembele's because it was one of those that, like, it was like not a really, not a real apology. <laughs> kind of like similar to like Dwight Schrute saying, I, I state my regret. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So this is what Dembele said. The scene, the scene happens to be in Japan. It could have taken, it taken place anywhere on the planet. I would have used the same expressions. I sometimes use these kinds of expressions in private with friends, regardless of their origin. But I can imagine that the video could have offended the people present in these images. Therefore, I offer them my most sincere apologies. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, where, like, do do they not have like a publicist? Like, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I know this sounds like I'm like making fun of Dembele's apology, and it kind of am, but who, like, it, I, I feel like if anybody would have proofread this, they would even be like, eh, I don't know if you should probably use say that. <laughs> exactly. The fact that you say it could have been, it could have taken in any place, and I still would have said the same things. <laughs> that's not necessary. That's like, okay, so I mean, it, it, good job. <laughs> you you're basically saying that you'll be an asshole anywhere. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because look, I mean, one, you call the guys ugly, like the guys that were one fixing your TV, by the way. You know, they could have just said, "Oh, we don't know. How, oh, we don't know how to help you." They actually came into the hotel room and they're actually trying to fix the, you know, trying to figure out what the connection situation was for the, for whatever they were using to play. And he's over here calling them ugly and and making saying that their language is backwards and like questioning how technologically advanced the country is. Which we're talking about Japan here, so I mean, Japan's got the shit that we're using right. That they got shit that like we're not gonna get for like another three years. So I mean, like, in some some cases even ten, but like, so you're saying that it doesn't matter where you go, yet you would still talk to people like that. Like that, does, I mean, that doesn't prove that you're racist. I'm not saying that this is like that. He's actually, you know, was in fact racist. I mean, it just it's not a good look that you're saying this towards Asians. But this is overall just being a general asshole. Like if you if you're like saying that it does. This is like the people that are like, oh, I, oh, I'm sorry, I have no filter. Like, no, that you, no, it's not that you have no filter. It's that you're an ass. Like, I hate the people that, are like, oh, I'm an upfront person. No, that's just you saying in the nicest way that I'm an asshole. Yeah, pretty much. Because I mean, like, let's, let, like, okay, you know, we're, we'll, we'll get back to this, but like the, the people that like, or, oh, I have no filter or I'm very upfront. That does that's like that's the equivalent of saying with all due respect and then straight up saying the most disrespectful thing possible. Yeah. Like and then, and then, and, and then you and then it's like due respect. 
and then like and then for us when you say the disrespectful thing and having us think like oh well, we'll just let it slide i mean they did say we're all due respect or they did say they were upfront and that they're that they're unfiltered so i mean like like that no that doesn't that doesn't give you a pass to be a dick <laughs> at all but going back to this like the fact that he's saying that he would have you he said the same things like regardless and then like the fact that he's like i sometimes use these expressions in private with friends regardless of the people and then and then also the fact that it, it, he is like well i can definitely understand how this would offend someone It's it, it's it's a terrible apology. That's straightforward. It's just a terrible apology. And, um, my thing is, my my thing is, you know, pieces of color. So I'm sure he's been already like, you know, been hit on just for his skin tone or his skin color. So he should know how it feels when you're making fun of somebody else's, you know, race or how they look. So I figured, you know, you would take two and two together, actually come up with four, not two and two together, and then go and say it said, this is 25. Like, you're going to go ahead and go above and beyond and try to be like, oh, it's negative. Like, what? No. Like, no. I mean, mean, you, you have a fair point with that, but I don't think that necessarily, like, is, like, you know, some people, they want to be better, and then there's those that are like, you know, oh, you know, like I don't like how that feels, so I'm gonna go ahead and 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 treat someone else just like that. You know, like the the never ending cycle of hate. But I mean, I I don't know if I can really say that this is like a racist issue. I mean, it, it just just because of the fact that like, I mean, he didn't really say anything like truly like racist in my opinion. I mean, I I don't like that he called him ugly. I mean, that's just I don't think you should call anybody ugly. That's just mean. But then also he's saying this in French, so they don't understand what he's saying either. So that's like the other part that's kind of like, you know, like Christ, what an asshole. I mean, I'm not saying that I think the belly knows Japanese, but but just the fact that, you know, well, they, and knowing Japan, they probably have like somebody that speaks French. But, you know, just that, that thing and just saying that and then like insulting their language. Also, I didn't like that. Like, like part part of me doesn't believe it's racist, but it's definitely like some horrible comments were made. If that makes any sense to you. Um it, no, I really don't. I'm I just, guess, so you, you so you you see it as you, you do think it you it comes at, comes off as racist to you? I don't. Okay, so please don't judge me. I've done a lot of things, and you know this, and you've heard me, and I've even I've done my voice and stuff like that. But you know, I I I think when it's when it's him doing that and his facial expressions, you know that 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 that's taking it a whole another a whole another thing. Like I would never do that. Like I've. That's just, especially now with how everyone is so sensitive. It's not just Americans or you know, you know, everybody. It's like everybody in the whole world is super sensitive now. 
So to this point, especially when you're uh, uh, a, a big name, especially in football, like you, you kind of have to that image. So this is going to stay with him for a while, I think. And people are going to look at him. They may even boo him. Um, hey, for all you know, maybe he had Asian fans. And now they're probably throwing all his jerseys away or throwing like they don't want to be his fan anymore. No, I, I mean, of, I, I totally agree with that. I think that obviously when these guys are have the followings that they have, they're, they're going to be under a microscope versus someone that a regular person like, I mean, there's what they're still saying is wrong. It's just that they're not going to have the coverage like, you know, a Dembele would. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I do expect some very, very hateful comments coming his way. I don't want to hear that part because, I mean, let's just let's just face it. That's just kind of the world we live in now. And like I said, it's not something that I wish on him because I really don't. I don't think, obviously, like two wrongs don't make a right. And, and that's definitely why I'm saying that I, I hope not to see it, but knowing where we are now, it's going to happen. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But yeah, no, it's just, it, it, it's just, you say those terrible comments and then you come off with, it's not even, not even half ass. Like, it's just, it's just an ass of an apology. Like, like you said, like, you even said it yourself. Like, do I shoot? I state my regret. That's it. That's like, it. He, he literally just like, okay, just, just drop an apology. It's like, like no shit. You say this with with people in private. Like, I don't know why you were recording it, but yeah, that, that's your own damn fault. Like, like not everything yeah, needs to be point. not everything needs to be recorded. Because like, especially with these guys, like you, you you anything can be used against you. So especially when you do something as stupid as this. But. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's kind of it's very. I think definitely a lot of it's aimed towards Dembele. I think Griezmann is just thrown in there because he was there while it was going on and he was laughing. So obviously he didn't he didn't necessarily think it was wrong at that moment, even though he also sent his apologies. But obviously Dembele is the focus because he's the one that said the things. Um, he's the one that said, and then he did his apology in a half-ass kind of way. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's a, it's a definitely an unfortunate thing, and it just kind of proves that, like, you know, it doesn't matter what your race are. Like, racism is, it's it's everywhere. I know the, jo- the 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 jokes of like minorities can't be racist, but uh, I could definitely I could I can speak I can, I can speak yeah. I could definitely vouch, especially my grandma. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, minorities can also be racist. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I know that the. I know you guys are hearing me like make jokes, and that's just kind of how I am, especially with awkward discussions. But um, no, this is just a terrible thing. I hate it. The the fact that I'm not gonna say I hate it because that seems terrible. But um, but what the belly did was just clearly just stupid and reckless. And I think the, also the fact is that he's young, and I don't want to use it as an excuse. But let's face it, young people do stupid shit, and and this is. One the, the the stupid part. There's uh, yes, it's stupid that he said those things, but what's mm-hmm. even dumber is the fact that he recorded himself. Like he had, like he recorded him ta- saying this stuff. Like, if anything, like that's where I'm like, like one. I don't like. I, I'll I'll say this: whatever you do in private is is you. 
I mean, technically it wasn't private because you were in a hotel. But yeah, but what you do in your own time is what you do in your own time. But when you decide to record yourself doing it, that's when you let the world see who you are. And even if you thought you there was no way no one can catch this, I don't know if this was like on Snapchat or whatever it was, but you didn't think anyone was gonna see it. And someone's gonna see it. Like, especially depending on where you where you where you put it, where you use it, if you send it to somebody or anything. Like this you this is where you have to be careful, especially when you're under a microscope like these athletes are. Because everything you 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 everything you post can be used against you. And, and you, so you got to be careful with what you do. So my, my thing was, why are you recording yourself? Like, it's already terrible as it is that you're saying these rude things to these people. But the other thing is that, why are you so dumb to record yourself? That's like, to me, that's even dumber than the, the whole, the whole thing of him speaking like that. I'm not, then I'm not trying to like defend what he's saying. Like it's terrible that he said it, but it's just kind of, it's like you got what you deserve because you're dumb enough to record yourself. Like the only one that's a, like, honestly, you're more at fault. At, uh, you're even more at your own fault because you brought this onto yourself because you put, you, you broadcasted it. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't do it in private. Like, it, like, like he said in his apology, like sometimes I use these kind of expressions in private. It wasn't private when you decided to record it. You didn't make it private. You made it public. Once again, depending on who you thought you were going to send that to, or if you thought you were going to send it to anybody at all, you that's when you chose to make it public. So all this is because of you brought it on to yourself. It's not anything else. Like you're in this situation because you put yourself in that situation. And and once again, this is me defending him, saying like, oh, you know, he can he can say these rude comments if he wasn't recording it. I mean, I would hope that he doesn't say rude comments to begin with. But if you're gonna if you're gonna do something either stupid, ignorant, or or, or unfortunately racist, I'm not. This isn't me like trying to promote racism, but do it in your own privacy. Like, why do you? Why does it have to be broadcast to the world? Not everything needs to be broadcast. I don't need to know what you ate this morning for breakfast. Like, I don't need to know what you think on a certain topic. And to be to be fair, I don't actually look at athletes for for political opinions. Not because I think athletes shouldn't think, you know, for their own. I just don't think I should like personally, I want to I develop my own opinions. That's where I'm kind of going off of. And I don't let like yeah. others affect my opinions. Like I like to read that, like, you know, get, I like to inform myself before I before I make an opinion as far as like political or anything like that. And th that's where I'm like, I don't necessarily that's what I'm saying. I don't go to athletes for that. Like I don't, you know, I'm not going and checking out LeBron James and where he thinks. Like where the where the economy should be going, like you, that's what I'm trying to say. But but when you choose to broadcast yourself and no, like it, that's your own fault. And then Griezmann, unfortunately, you were there, and you didn't you didn't say anything at any point, and you were laughing along with it. So you're just as much as fault with it. Probably not as much as what Dembele is going to be getting, but you're definitely at fault as well. Yeah, I mean you're right. And like you said, you don't look at them as like you know for political views or for what their views are. You look at them because they're players, their the way their playing style is, because of how 
you know, famous they are as as a footballer, not because they have a political agenda or they're just oh, I'm spending money like crazy kind of kind of shit. But I mean, like I, I'm all you, for, you I'm also all, have I'm all for athletes speaking their like speaking on like matters. I, I, that, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for them believing it, you know, say, speaking their piece and getting involved. But I'm just saying, yeah. I don't, I don't go to them for political advice. <laughs> yeah. No, but then you also have, like I said, you know, you also have kids who look up to them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes, you know, their parents are like, you know what, since they probably don't know, they're like, you know, follow his morals, his hard work, his team, this and that, this and that. And all of a sudden something like this comes out as a parent, you know, what do you do? Like, well, what do you say to them, to your kids now? Like, uh, should you follow this guy? No, you can't follow him. You know, um, the kids are going to be like, well, damn, like, should I, uh, if he makes fun of Asian people, maybe I should too. You know, like. I would hope that kids are that influenced by that. But yeah, I get what you mean. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, come on, think about it. They want to do everything that these footballers want to do. And think about it. I'm pretty sure in Debella's hometown, he's looked at as a hero and you know, a lot of kids are going to be looking up to him that they, they, they can't make it to where his level is at. So they want to, you know, live through him. So it just, yeah, it just, it just, it just, yeah, I just, I feel like it should have been handled a lot better. And like you said, like, why do you have to record it? You know, it could be, if he says he does it in private, well, shit, why do it in private? Yeah. Do it in private. Exactly. Um, no, yeah, it's really disappointing. Um, for sure, just and I, like I said, you know, Dembele is young. I don't, I don't want to use it as an excuse for Dembele, but you, you do young. a lot of stupid shit when you're young, and and the I mean, the stupid part is the fact that he recorded himself. That's like literally the dumbest part of it all. Um, terrible that he said these things, but even dumber for the fact that he he broadcasted it on himself. Um, yeah. So that is our only headline because I mean that's just a massive thing, and I I don't like having it shared with anything else when it comes to like anything racial, just because I think that that should be that time to to only have that. You know, I don't want it to be overshadowed by anything else as far as the headlines. Yeah. So that is going to be the only headline. So we're going to go right into our debate topic, Edward. So uh, so. Our debate, obviously, it's going to be posted right now as we speak on social media. So right now on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC, you're going to see the post uh, for the debate topic. You guys can go ahead and chime in your thoughts on this topic. And whether you agree or disagree, um, we're all for it. And you know, it's all about sharing your opinions. And if you guys have an idea for a debate topic for that you want to be featured on a future episode, you can also drop it on that topic, or you can also send us a personal message once again on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. Um, so, you know, if we, if we like what, if we like the debate topic, we'll go ahead and feature it on a future episode and even give you a shout out, not only on the podcast, but also on the post that we, that we have on social media. So there is that. All right, Edward. Today's debate topic is should the FIFA World Cup happen every two years? Ooh. Mm. Nah, I, honestly, nah, I don't think so. Uh, I think the four years is good. So, I mean, I don't know if you've been following with this, but so Arsene Wenger was, and a few people were talking about it, having the World Cup every two years 
and the Euro every two years as well. So that way, like, you know, obviously one year you have the World Cup and then the following year you have the Euro. And then once again, you have the World Cup the next summer. Um, I, I mean, you know, it'd be, it'd be interesting just because obviously you, you're giving more players a, a, a bigger opportunity to win the World Cup. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I think, I think four years is fine. I, I, I like, I like what, what could happen in those four years. Obviously, certain players, uh, are just not in form anymore or, you know, they're, they're getting up their age or they retire. New players rise. So like new storylines always come in with the World Cup. And yeah, it'd be cool for every two years because those players that maybe missed, missed out, you know, because that fourth year, they just weren't performing or they got injured. And then, you know, that's that in that second year, they can go ahead and play because they had a really good year that, that year. But I, I don't, I, I think, I think maybe this is just one of those things where like, let's just keep it with the tradition. I think that's, that's that with me. Um, at least on my part, uh, I don't know. Uh, I know you said you, you, you rather go back to keep it to the four years, but is there a, a particular reason why? No, it just, I think I, I'd rather just keep it, you know, for tradition wise. But then also, I mean, you got to look at it this way. Um, if it happens every two years, maybe I don't know why, but I feel like when it comes to those kind of tournaments, I feel like being so quick, everything's going to be coming at you so quick as a player. So you do need that rest sometimes, man. Like, yeah, even uh, if it's just an no, international right. tournament or something like that. Bro, think about it. Every, every basically every other year, you're going to be thinking about it. Every, mm-hmm. Even the Euros, like let's say you have the World Cup one year, then you have the UEFA that next year, like you said, and then the next year is World Cup. Bro, you're never going to be rested. You're ne- never. That's like, true. That's very true. And then, like so, even then, like think about it. You like you just played the World Cup. Now you're gonna go right back into qualifiers. Oh yeah, exactly. So no, yeah, I totally agree with you. That is a very good point. Like yeah, just spread it out. I think yeah, like especially those guys that you know that are constantly being called up by the, like for instance, Tony Cruz is one of those guys. Um, no, the, the rest is important and have time. You know, let them have times with their families because I mean. I'm a footballer. It's very exhausting, and, and especially when you don't get to be with your family, that can also oh, yeah, be very, bro. very uh, dwelling. So, is dwelling the word or dueling? Is what dwelling the word? Is that the right word to use here? Do a dwell? Yeah. Um, it, I'm going to say yes. Okay. So it just sucks, but uh. But yeah, no, I think I think it's a fair it's fair to say like every four years I think is a good amount of time, because um, I mean think about it, it, it once those once those national teams once the World Cup is over, everything starts over. They got to start you know start evaluating the players that they that they had in the previous World Cup. Who's who's up there in age? Who do we expect to be back in the World Cup the next time? Like you know, so that there's that, and then oh, oh look who's coming up? Like who's who's that promising player that's going to be be our our future? Come the World Cup, exactly, exactly. But then also put it this way: um, so let's say same thing exactly. Um, like you said, they're going to be looking at uh, even the new upcoming players who basically are maybe going to be part of the bench, or even like you know maybe they're 
they're reserved on the bench. You know what I mean? Like they'll go ahead and be like, yeah, you're going to play like the last five minutes of if we're winning like a three to four or zero kind of game just to see, just test these young books out. I mean, that's how, that's how they get experience at least even just a little bit, you know, um, in internationals. And I mean, like I said, I think it's better for the four, for the four year because the world cup, let's put it this way. The world cups one year, the previous year before that is one of those international tournaments or, you know, even those, uh, club friendlies uh, kind of stuff. That's when you bring in like, okay, I'm bringing the subs and maybe like one or two starters, three starters, and then, or even the the international call-up, they'll go ahead and call up like the people who basically, okay, y'all ended up playing the World Cup. Okay, we're going to go ahead and call up next year. We'll call some of y'all up, but then we're going to go ahead and mix it up with the young talent. So that way they have somebody to look at who's playing, you know? <clears throat> Excuse me. No, so, I, I totally agree. So at that point, and yeah, so you're never really, and even as a as a coach, you won't even get to see that kind of potential in just two years. Like you won't be like, oh shit, okay, okay, I gotta put it, I gotta put in the the roster real quick, real quick, and you'd be like, oh, like damn, who do I get? Who do I get? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, you're you're right. Uh, I I think that yeah, you make a really good point. No, yeah, it's just it's I th- and then plus you know for for a host country that you know. You two years may not see, two years may not seem like might may seem like a lot of time, but like to to get yeah, everything yeah. ready for I think four years is is a good amount of time for a country to prepare. Or obviously, whenever they're announced that they're going to be the, the the host of the next World Cup, they have like at least an ample amount of time to either improve their facilities, um, you know, improve what they have around so that it, it's good for tourists. So I mean, like two years, that's not you're not going to be able. You, you probably still have things going in construction. <laughs> by the time that World Cup come, uh, kicks off, so no, yeah, you're, you're you're totally right. I think it's it, it's just one, it it hurts the, the national teams, but two, it could really also impact the uh, the host cities. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like you you bring up a good point because like all that construction, all that stuff. I mean, think about it. Look how many people in look how many people get injured just in construction alone. But even something worse can happen, and it's happened before. So it's kind of like you know you're you're trying to build a stadium, and they're like, okay, what country next? What country next? A lot of these stadiums cannot be built in just two years. Some of these countries don't even have a proper stadium for certain matches like that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. so that's why that's why I'm saying I was like, uh, you're right, right on that. Yep. All right. So you guys heard our thoughts. All right, so like I said, it's going to be posted on our social media. Once again, on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. The post is right there. You guys can go and look at it right now. It's there. You guys can go ahead and chime in on your thoughts into it. Maybe you guys think that the World Cup should be every two years. So, I mean, state your case, explain why, you know, all that good stuff. And if you guys have an idea for a future debate topic, you can also drop it on that post as well, or you can send us a personal message. Once again, on Instagram or Twitter at insert name FC. Um, if we like the, the debate topic, we'll obviously do it on a future episode. And we'll even give you a shout out on the episode and also on the social media post as well. So make sure you guys get to it. We're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll get going with some game recaps. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And, and we, we are, are insert, insert name FC. FC. 
Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. And we are back. Once again, take full advantage of that great partner of ours so we can blow this this thing up. All right. Edward, the 2021 Copa America final, Argentina beat Brazil one to nothing. So we both guessed it right. It was going to be Argentina-Brazil. The only thing that was different was you picked Argentina, I picked Brazil, but I, it was because I picked Brazil from the beginning of this tournament. Actually, I think I believe you also picked Argentina from the beginning of this tournament. Yep, I so, do. So, congratulations, congrats to you. <laughs> everything's pointing out where you know the the super teams coming to full fruition, and Argentina is, is winning the Copa America. I, I gotta get a lottery ticket soon. Man. <laughs> so, Brazil had fifty nine percent of the possession of this game, and they also outshot Argentina thirteen to six. But it never felt like Brazil's game. To be it fair, really didn't, it didn't dude. feel like anybody's game. <laughs> to be to be fully honest, like I just like yes, uh, Brazil took a, got a, got a lot of shots, and I mean Argentina got very few chances, but it, none of them seemed to really have hit that well. I mean, the one that did hit was Di Maria's goal, which apparently Messi told him that this is your this is your game, and I mean what what Messi says is what Messi gets, and, and yeah. I mean and, and speaking of Messi, Messi finally. Got that monkey off his back. He now has an international trophy. Yep, and as a team captain, and as a captain, and this is this is where the Ronaldo stands can can now not say anything. <laughs> but yeah, but but I'm going to ask you this question, Edward. Does this trophy validate Messi's status as the goat? I mean, however you want to deem it. Well, because because the thing is, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of qualities, but I will say that it it does solidify him as <laughs> as basically the best South American player. Okay, I'm gonna say so, this. Edward. I'm I'm gonna say this. I don't think this validates anything for Messi. Really. The reason why I say I don't think this validates Messi, this this validates anything for Messi is because Messi's always been the best South American player. Some may argue the best player in the world. I think Messi's Messi never needed the World Cup, never needed the Copa America. It was just nothing but unfortunate situations every time he would make it to yeah. the final. Obviously, the the Copa America final went to penalties against uh, Chile twice. No, way. was it? Well, I know they lost to Chile twice. But yeah, um, he lost to Chile in the penalty when he outshot it like just yeah. to the moon. It's just been unfortunate circumstances where they had prime opportunities to win that game and they just couldn't do it. Iran, I, ironically enough, solo goal. Ironically enough, it was Iguain. Um, all, same yeah. thing with the World Cup, and it's just one of those things that like Messi. I think it was pressure that people put on Messi himself, but I think Messi has done more than enough to to earn his right. Among some of the greats in 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 this game, you know when oh, you yeah, talk hands down, when bro. you talk about Maradona, when you talk about Pele, the only thing that's different is those those guys won the World Cup. Yep. And, I mean, and I get that, but I think that I don't think Messi really needs this for validation. I think Messi gets this because he wants to win a trophy for Argentina. Yeah. 
And I mean, he got the monkey off his back. I'm sure that that that, that was the one thing that the media has put on him. The Ronaldo stands have put on. And okay, Ronaldo fans, I'm just gonna put this out there. He technically didn't even play in the Euro final. Like he got injured early in the game, and it was literally Portugal that won that. Like Portugal, the, the guys that played for Ronaldo Sanchez and and, and and all those guys for Portugal, they wanted. I don't. I mean. Give credit to Ronaldo. Yes, they got to the final, but, and I mean, you can even make the argument for Messi. I mean, he didn't score a goal. I mean, he almost did score a goal, but, you know, he didn't, he didn't get it. But, like, you know, Messi played. I mean, I'm not saying that he didn't play, but at least he played the full 90. <laughs> this is my argument for that one. Um, but no, I think, I don't think this validates anything for Messi because I think he already, he's already validated. Uh, I agree with you. Just I feel that he felt that he needed validation from the entire world, and more importantly, from Argentina itself, like the fans, because how they would see him and how they would say, "Oh, he has no heart when he plays for Argentina." It's not the same as when he plays for Barcelona, bro. When that whistle blew, and he just fell to the floor, and he just clutched himself. That was emotion right there. When every all the players went on top of him, they knew they all knew how much this meant to him. Not just as a country, not just as a team, but just to him. Because all these players are they're new. Some of them are new. Some of them are like veterans. It's also crazy to see that the trophy is almost half the size of Messi. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing's humongousor. But uh, no, yeah, kind of. But yeah, going with your. Going with you. what was what's so different? Do you think this is the best Argentina team that Messi has ever been around? Honestly, yeah. Even even the World Cup team, uh, even the World Cup team um, wasn't wasn't as good because I mean, think about it. A lot of the World Cup players were actually up in age, bro. Like they had the experience, they had uh, the playability, they had the skill. It's just. It's just, it's just it's it interesting that like go I mean, figure. Think about it. La Vesi, La Vesi was playing, bro. Think about it. That dude was already out the door, and he was still playing. Um, Iguain wasn't in the caliber that you wanted him to be, and you gotta you gotta admit this as a Real Madrid fan. I have never said anything good about Iguain. Okay, but I'm just <laughs> I know you're a Benzema. You're more of a Benzema guy, anyway. But if anything, but, I hate the reason why I hated Iguain was just the fact that he was holding holding back my guy Benzema. <laughs> okay, so the thing is, and that that's a, that's the problem, dude. He missed that one shot. You why he did. But that's what I'm saying. Like now you have Lautaro, the power. You had the Maria, bro. Like you had basically the players to make up the that. The oldest player was the Maria. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like and the, but the thing is, the Maria doesn't play like he's super old. No, he's not. But like, I want to I, I want to add one more player, and this is nothing taking a shot to Ser, uh, Sergio Romero because I think he's still a, a pretty serviceable goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. But Emmy Martinez, I feel like, was such a crucial piece to Argentina's success. I mean, obviously, you had Messi and Di Maria doing their thing. Oh but, yeah, no. But Emmy Martinez, the- I mean, Emmy Mart Emmy <laughs> Martinez, man, like his his story, the fact that he's been with Arsenal for so many years. And, and never had his not never got his shot to be a starting goalkeeper, and then okay, uh, you know, 
uh, unfortunately, because of Leno's injury, steps in and and gives Arsenal one of the best runs near the end of that that COVID season. And they win the FA Cup. He he helps them win the FA Cup, and then he helps them win the FA Community Shield. And it, yeah. it, it, it he, uh, and I, I say this with the most love. Emmy Martinez is a is a forever an Arsenal player. Like he's one of those beloved players. He's he's a man of the fans. Like you know, it's even funny hearing him speak in a British accent because it's like, you, that's how long he's been at Arsenal. <laughs> is that it, when he speaks in English, he has a British accent. Um. But, but like, he's such a fan favorite. And it wasn't one of those, like, we were mad that Arsenal let him go because we understood the situation. But also the fact that, you know, you wanted to see him go elsewhere and go play. And then he goes to Aston Villa. And Aston Villa looked amazing <laughs> this year. Better, I'm sure exceeded all the expectations of all the fans of Aston Villa. Um, but he was part of that. And then gets it, it, it just from that moment, from, you know, from stepping in for uh, for Leno, almost two years, almost yeah, like almost two years ago, and, and you you're playing now for your country, and in the biggest moment of your life, you were you came up big in different several occasions. Obviously, in that in that penalty kicks against Colombia, talking your trash by the way, which I love, and now you come in here and you maintain a clean sheet in, in the final. Against Brazil, a team that has never lost the final when they are the host country of Copa America, yeah. and you did it against your biggest rival too. Like, if that doesn't if that doesn't seal perfectly for the story of of Emmy Martinez, I don't know what will. So, it, and that's the thing I love about this game is just the stories that come from from this game. Like a guy like Emmy Martinez to go from being a backup goalkeeper to now. The, the most pivotal goalkeeper in Argentina's history. Yep. That's exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it, it definitely a great, a great, uh, okay, I wouldn't say the game was amazing because let's face it, it was, it was pretty, it's very fairly quiet, uh, after that Di Maria goal, but, no, just a great, a great, you know, obviously a big win for Argentina, big win for Messi, and they and and they they lead Brazil champions of of South America. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like it was a well deserved win. No, yeah, for sure. I'm not saying that it wasn't, but yeah, totally agree. All right, now going on to the Euro final, Italy. Are the champions of Europe as they beat England one to one and three to two in penalties? Italy had sixty-two percent of the possession, and Italy outshot England twenty to six. Damn! It, it was Italy's game. Like, yes, Luke Shaw scored that opening goal. I think it was like the fastest goal in in, in Euro his, in Euro final history. Um, yeah, they scored the goal. They got excited, but. The thing with me was, and and this is the one time I'll say something about Southgate. You went conservative. Like, I think he underestimated Italy. This is not the same Italy from years before. This is a new Italy. What Mancini has done with this Italy team, which, by the way, are have been undefeated since Mancini took over. 
this is a different it- Italian attack. This team moves. They have possession. They strike. Clearly, as they outshot them twenty to six. But yeah, this is a this is not a team that you can go conservative with. This isn't a team that you go five in the back with. You need to you need to move the ball, which England has the players that can do that. And and it's and, and yes, I, the the issue was I think Italy knew they can go to penalties. Like I mean, they had control of the whole game, even after, even when they were down one to nothing, they had control of the game. It was only a matter of time for them. Literally, only a matter of time before they tied the game, and then you could just see how exhausted England was throughout the game. Italy was tired too, but you just you can feel it more on England's side because of just them having to defend for so long. And you know, obviously, they went to penalties. But ever, what do you have to say about the game before we get to the penalties? Um, well, the game, I honestly, I honestly thought England was going to win. I honestly thought it was England's game, but maybe, like I said, I was, I was, I was wrong. Um, I mean, technically both of us were wrong. Cause I mean, I had England from the beginning, uh, but we, we both said that we thought it was going to be England versus Italy in the final. It was Italy versus England in the final, but we just underestimated Italy. <laughs> just like Gareth Southgate did. Oh yeah. I was like, man, dude, the thing is, I think Jordan Pickford put up a hell of a goalkeeper. Oh, this class. was not at all Jordan Pickford's fault at, at all. I, I totally agree. I think he had one of the best tournaments. Unfortunately, Donnarumma had a better one. Um, oh, yeah. As he got player of the tournament. But I mean, this is like, you want to beat Italy in, in regular time, even extra time, but you don't want to go to penalties with Italy. Like, at all. And it's not because of, of, of Pickford at all. I think it's just because you're going up against Donnarumma, who's probably, you know, once, once, you know, newer starts going down in ability, I believe, I believe Donnarumma might be the, the next, like the future best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah. And so like, it just, you're in a, on a fairly unfair matchup. It's, it's just that you just, you have a great goalkeeper. It's just Donnarumma is just better. <laughs> Is yeah. all that it was. Um, and as you go into penalties, and it looks great for Pickford at first. Obviously, stop, stops the, the second penalty, I think, was the one that he stopped. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he stopped the second penalty and he stopped Jorginho's penalty. Um, yeah, I think that's how it went. Yeah, everybody thought when he stopped Jorginho's, and, everybody was like, okay, that's it. And then you have, you have, and then for England, both Harry, Harry, Harry Kane and Harry Maguire both scored their goal. Harry Maguire broke a camera. Harry Maguire, <laughs> Harry Maguire's shot was just in, like his his penalty was just nice. It was a it, it was it, a classy penalty. It was like a little bit of cockiness in there. It was like that is badass. That is awesome. And this is where I had to question Southgate even more. The next three penalty takers were Rashford, Sancho, and Sock. And this doesn't mean anything yeah. against their ability because I think all three of them are amazing players. They're going to be the future of England and, and, and all of that. But you are just, you, you just started using Rashford and Sancho. You've, we've hardly seen them throughout this tournament and you bring them mm-hmm. in to get, you still have Grealish and you still have Raheem Sterling. Like no offense to Rashford and Sancho, but that is a time to bring in your experienced players. 
I'm not saying I would have uh, I would have I would have brought in Graylish instead of Sacco. My opinion. No, I agree. I, no, actually, honestly, Sterling should have been the last the last guy to take a penalty. Mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly, I I I'm fine with Rashford, and it's just because I know Rashford can can kick. He Rashford can kick, uh, can kick penalties. I know he's yeah. a penalty I mean, specialist. He hit the pole. He hit the I, pole. I, I know for a fact he's a penalty specialist. That's not me taking away from 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 Rashford. Sancho and Saka, unfortunately, I think are the two that you know you shouldn't have had, especially when you have Grealish and and, and Sterling. Sterling, especially because you know how monumental that would have been for him. The guy that grew up like you know literally miles a few miles away from Wembley Stadium. You know the guy that was you know his mom was an immigrant from Jamaica. Like all that, and comes here and plays and plays for England, and, and we'll get to, to what I think about about what they experienced after this. But so you choose not to put them out there, and you go in for three just very young, inexperienced players in a very high pressure situation, and and unfortunately they just don't make it, and, and that's it. That's why you lose. I think England brought it. I think England did well. I think they did a great job to go the yeah. distance with Italy, especially how, as good as Italy has been throughout this whole time. They've been the best team from beginning to end, obviously. But you can't play conservative. This was a team that you have to go for the jugular and make sure that you don't even give them a slight chance of hope to beat them. And, 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 and I, that's, that's, I think the fact that you started so conservatively is what really killed England. And then to go into yeah. penalties, you you built the heart, you you started the heartbreak for England because once again, go figure, it, uh, England fails to win in penalties, um, and that's just how it went down. Um, and, but I mean, you can't give credit to Italy. I know we're we're talking more about England, but Italy have, like we said, best team from the beginning, undefeated. <laughs> they were undefeated going into this. Into this tournament, and they maintained being undefeated. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. I mean, oh, dude. So I guess, I guess that's probably why everybody, those people that had Italy, there were people that had England. I mean, we already said it. We both had England. So I just can you hear me though? Okay. Okay. So I was like, one of my head tits died. <laughs> oh, yikes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, all in all, the penalty shoot, I guess, like, I made it intense with the penalty shootout, you know? So I made it more kind of like a World Cup kind of, kind of I mean, finishing. I mean, it's, it's a Euro, so. No, yeah, yeah. great, great. I mean, this game was so good; it should it deserved to go to penalties. It deserved to go to distance. It it deserves to have that high pressure moment. I mean, I love the the pan shots of the fans. The uh, the guy that was dressed as Super Mario with his girlfriend dressed as a pizza. That was that was an image I'm I'm never gonna have removed out of my head. Um, just just overall, just the energy in general. But the thing that sucks about all this is just all the racial abuse that these players are now facing because of the loss. That's the the worst part of all this. Um, yeah, you know, 
And, you know, kind of how I mentioned about Raheem Sterling being, you know, his mom is Jamaican. Yeah. And, you know, these English, majority of your team is black. Okay, I'm not going to say majority, but you, some of your your best, your best, your best players are black. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure some of the, I'm sure their parents are immigrants. Just going to point that out there. I'm not saying all of them are, but I'm sure that some of them, their parents are at least from elsewhere. I mean, some of the players that are currently playing in Jamaica are all, are, are actually from England. So, I mean, some of these guys, especially how they're being treated by their own country. I mean, some of these guys could choose to go elsewhere and improve some other countries. Just going to point that out there. If, if, if the treatment that they're getting from England, like if you want a team full of pale faced players, I mean, by all means, like if that's what, if that's what the English fans want, but that's not going to change anything. If that's the case, in my opinion, because I mean, like I said, Sterling could easily be playing for Jamaica right now. Easily. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the English fans, like you want to support England and support the club and Chan, it's all, it's coming home. But the second they lose, you attack the black players. It's like you're not you're not as united as you think you are, and then you you're constantly booing the players because obviously before before the game starts they all take a knee and they boo that they're you know English fans. So this is where my point was for like the you know there's fans that do worse things. You had English fans booing the 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 Italian national anthem. You had them booing at the players for taking a knee. <laughs> um, you you had a fights breaking out. Um, I believe like some some of them actually like like raided Wembley. Um, you had them th- throw an Italian fan out into the into a river. Like I, I, I mean, yeah, Mexico fans got a lot of uh, got a got a lot of flack for what for what they do, which is yelling out "puto." But let's yeah. not ignore that. There's other fan bases that are just as bad, if not worse. And this isn't me saying that English fans are terrible. Like, that's not what I'm I'm saying. But I'm just saying that there's there's other fans that that do just as bad stuff. And I mean. We all, everybody's heard of soccer hooligans, and, and you know where where is that from? England. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think that they instead of instead of attacking those players, they should try to give them positivity because it's and, and I love you know, the uplifting stuff. Like I love the positive messages that have been sent their way, all the support that these guys have been getting uh, from from everywhere in social media. Uh, the the fan that chose to to clean up, like not clean off, but like cover the the defacement of Marcus Rashford's uh, uh uh mural, you know, and put like I think she put like hearts and roses on there. I, I don't know about the roses part. I think maybe some hearts on there. Um, you know, like the you know like as much as there's a lot of negative going their way, there's a lot of positive coming as well. And I mean, the positive part is also like England's there. Like England's is so close. England is close. You got to think about it. 2018, they were in the semifinal in the World Cup. This year, they were in the final of the Euro. They're close. Like, don't don't get it twisted. England is there. Like, hopefully, and their team is still young. They're there. They're going to be something. Like, who's to say, like, maybe if if they continue trending this way, 
They could possibly win the World Cup. It's not crazy to say that for England. It's really not. Like they can actually, they they actually have something going. Exactly. So there's there's definitely some some positive to take. There there there's positive to take from this. It's just Southgate. You you, you kind of you 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 shit the bed on this one. This the loss is definitely on Southgate. Like I think yeah. the play, the players brought it. It's just Southgate. He 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 took the wrong approach against Italy. That's all I got for that one. Yeah, the the thing is, like you said, you love the positivity that's been going on to the players and stuff, to Rashford, Sancho, and Saka. Like you know, and even even look like I was looking it up right now. Even the Jaya, the Jaya, you know, you see that boy. That boy looks, you know. Why he looks, he looks, he's like complex. He's, he's like that Spaniard, you know, the one you expect, like, oh, to be really high strong. Homeboy actually gave him, like, hey, don't worry about it, bro. This is, it's all about the football, you know, everything's going to be to get better. I hope you're doing really well, like, you know, and he put that on his Facebook, you know, towards, towards Marcus Rashford, his teammate. So he knows. And that's one thing where I'm like, you know, instead of bringing them down, not just because of their skin color, but like, just because they lost and because they're, you know, black, you know, try to show them some support because, bro, that, I'm pretty sure they're kicking themselves in the nuts right now just because they missed those penalties, just because Rashford hit the pole. He's kicking himself, I'm pretty sure. So right now, the positivity is something that's going to help them out and even make them a better player. Exactly. All right, man. Let's go, go, let's go to your game. We'll try, All right. We'll, we'll try. We'll try to go through our games a little bit quicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So my games is Mexico versus Trinidad y Tobago. They ended up tying 0-0, actually. Um, of course, Mexico, I already even saw this coming. Mexico had 82% of the possession, and Mexico outshot Trinidad and Tobago 30-4. to My Lord. That is like six times as much more like just a little bit it's close to seven times but but wow 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 it's almost yeah it's almost like eight times as much if they would have done 32 to four eight times as many shots that is that is crazy but you know it's just crazy to think mexico just never really it, they just couldn't find the goal um uh, i mean I, I, one you gotta give props to trinidad and tobago tobago's goalkeeper uh phillips oh, yeah because he he brought it. I mean, he he no, he, he he put gauntlet, himself on the line. The gauntlet, times the gauntlet was dropped against Mexico, and he and he stepped up big time. Yeah, he did. Um, but also the the other thing that happened was obviously Chucky Lozano's injury. Oh uh, yeah, which he, oh, he received that he, he received a head injury. Actually, had to be stretched out. Had to, had to be taken out through a stretcher. Um, well, the thing but, is, apparently, like the way the way it happened, I honestly thought that should have been a penalty. Not not because of the fact that he hit the goalkeeper, but when he was running towards the ball, he did get shoved, even just a little bit. I mean, he was going at such speed that even that small shove, he lost his balance, and then there was nowhere to go but down. And you know, goalie's job is to actually go and try to get the ball or block the shot, and that's what he went for. And the bad news was that right there where Chucky landed, and he was going to. He ended up in face first right into his knee. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the thing. It was like whiplash. Like his head went back and oh, yeah. it went back forward. 
he got knocked out. He got his body shut down. Like uh, yeah, right yeah. there. So Chucky Lozano so, is out of the tournament. Um, he did go. He did go to the hospital. He's going to be good. He's he's just going to be out for uh, four to six weeks. So I mean, he, you know, he's at least there's that. But yeah, that means that Chucky Lozano will be out of the tournament. Um, I'm sure that you know Mexico is going to have have a reserve player brought in uh, so th- to take his spot. But you know, it, it happens. It, you know, so um, it, it's a you know, it may, may, some people may not believe this, but soccer is a contact sport. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's a, it's unfortunate, um, especially where there's, I'm sure, a lot of doubts in in Mexico right now. With and also, weirdly enough, another discrimination, another discrimination stop happened. For, uh, once again, it was because of Mexico. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But yeah, so yeah. Mexico and yeah. Mexico just wasn't able to get the job done, and and I mean this is definitely a win for Trinidad and Tobago. I think for sure this may be a draw, but it's a loss for for Mexico. Yeah, it just, it just it puts it puts eyes on Trinidad and Tobago players, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it gives them a little a little spotlight. So it's all good. It's all good for them. Um, so what's your game? My game to recap is El Salvador beating Guatemala two to nothing. I know. Shut up. Let me have this one. <laughs> Let me have it. I don't care. They're probably going to lose to Mexico. I don't care. They're probably losing Trinidad Tobago. I don't care. Let me have this one. Just let me have it. <laughs> El Salvador beat Guatemala two to nothing. El Salvador had 69% of the possession. Nice. El Salvador also outshot uh, Guatemala 21 to four. Holy hell. And the goal. Well, at least one of the goals that were scored was from the debutant Alex Roldan. I think actually the second goal was also from another player making his debut. But Alex Roldan, the only reason why I highlighted his, because obviously it was the opening goal and his first goal as a, as a Salvadorian national team player, but because he chose El Salvador over Guatemala. So if you guys don't know who Alex Roldan is, he is the younger brother of Christian Roldan of the U.S. men's national team. He also plays in the Seattle Sounders with his brother. He realized that the U.S. men's national team wasn't going to be a, it wasn't going to happen, even though he's played for the U.S. the U.S. youth system for for quite some time. But he, when he decided is so, his mom is Guatemalan and his dad's from El Salvador. So Guatemala was pushing hard for Alex Rodon, um, and Alex Rodon actually told him that right now he just kind of wants to focus on Seattle. Yeah, what Guatemala didn't know was that he was talking to El Salvador, <laughs> and he chose El Salvador over Guatemala and scores a goal on his debut against Guatemala. I mean, that's pretty intense. <laughs> it's kind of like one of those storybook kind of endings. But I mean, props what to Guatemala. The, the one thing I will say, props to Guatemala, because of the fact that they had to step in um, because Curacao had was was actually unable to join answer the tournament because of some COVID issues. So Guatemala oh, yeah. was the high the highest ranked uh team in the CONCACAF. Um to so they were the ones that got they got were able to go into the tournament and took Curacao's spot. Um weirdly enough they're in a group with Mexico, El Salvador and Trinidad Tobago. So take that for what you want. But I mean for a team that literally on the fly just found out they're gonna go into the tournament and they go in and they come and I mean it was it was a pretty close game for for a good while until Alex Rodon came in because he came in as a substitute and scored the goal. So yeah. So I mean, you know, props to Guatemala. They 
they definitely played good for a team that literally just found out they were going to be playing in this tournament. Yeah, so you can't really give them too much shit. Exactly. But yeah, so that is my game to recap. Edward, Players of the Week, who's your Player of the Week? Alright, so my Player of the Week is actually Leonardo Bonucci who scored the goal that forced the extra time scores a penalty in Italy's win against England for the Europe. Yeah, he was definitely part of those three goals. I mean, if it wasn't for Bonucci, they the extra time probably wouldn't have happened. So, yeah. So that there there is that. I mean, he it was basically a tap in just, you know, off of the craziness of a of a corner kick. So, no yeah. But Bonucci stepped up for the team. Um, that's, I think Bonucci is definitely one of those guys that you keep forgetting about. I mean, you you think of Italy, you think of Cellini. But Bonucci's right there. And they've always been, actually, that's been the pairing even at Juventus. So, so yeah. Really yeah, not. I agree. So, who's your player of the week? My player of the week, and I kind of had this whole soapbox about him, but Emiliano Martinez. <laughs> uh, he keeps a clean sheet in Argentina's one nothing win against Brazil. I mean, you guys already know this. But, yeah, I don't think I had to say anything else about any more about Emi Martinez. But, I mean, the man deserves credit. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He, he's, he's a good pick. He's a good pick. All right, so congratulations to Leonardo Bonucci and Emiliano Martinez for being our players of the week. And uh, as it still stands, Erling Haaland and Robert Lewandowski are still tied at six, <laughs> at six posts apiece. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to figure something out about how we decide player of the week, which, uh, I mean, player of the year, which is probably, we'll probably end up doing it like, we'll announce it like the, the episode before we preview the, the Premier League. So that's what we'll do. All right, man. All right. Game previews. All right, so games to look at, look, look out for for this, uh, for this is going to this weekend. Uh, looking at the Gold Cup, you have USA versus Canada. That's going to be a big game to decide who's going to be the winner of that group. At least you would think that would be that game. Um, and even though I we just said that Chris, I was not. So uh, Guatemala versus Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> Nice. So it's, that's going to be an interesting game to see because obviously, depending where these teams are at at that point of the tournament, um, that could be a big deciding factor of who advances to the to the next round or not. Uh, looking at the MLS, you got LAFC versus Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake has actually looked pretty good uh, so far this year. It has found some form, and obviously, LAFC. You know, that's always a team to watch. Um, in the MLS. And then you have Minnesota United, another team that's looking really good against the Seattle Sounders. And so two really good games against some teams that are in playoff contention right now. In the NWSL, we have the Portland Thorns versus the Orlando Pride and the North Carolina Courage versus the Houston Dash. Also four teams that are currently competing in that upper part of the, t- of the tables. And Liga MX is coming up, man. Oh, and yeah, that's right. And we kick things off with the champion of champions turn, uh, fi- uh, game, which is Leon versus Cruz Azul. So, so just, you guys are going to know, we're going to preview Liga MX next week. So, so there is it, there's that because we kick off the Apertura, uh, next week. Get ready for that. But yeah, man. So check these games out. I think they're they're going to be some really good ones. 
I mean, if you guys are trying to get into Liga MX, that Champions of Champions match might be one you want to watch. It's going to be a good one, I think. I think so, too. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take one more break, and then we're going to get going with our three up, three down. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we are Insert Name FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com. We will see you there. And we are back. All right. Free up, free down. And today's topic is childhood, part- uh, not cartoons, childhood shows. So, the shows we grew up watching, uh, I think it's pretty straightforward, Edward. Yeah. Right? Yep. What? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. All right. So, like always, we always kick things off with what Spencer has. And so start things off as three down. They like said, not really, because there's so many I like watching. So this is the three down that he has. At number three, he has Columbo. Okay. Columbo? Columbo? Mm-hmm. What, what is that? Columbo? Yeah. I feel like it's one of those... Uh, let me see. It was like a, it was a, a drama from 1968. Wow. Can't be huh. Okay. Colombo is a shrewd but intelligent blue-collar homicide detective whose trademark includes his rumpled beige raincoat, raincoat unassuming demeanor, cigar, Okay. All right. That's uh, that's the show. Cigar, <laughs> old Pegu 403 car, an unseen wife whom he mentions frequently, and often leaving a room only to return with the catchphrase, just one more thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, was a, it was a crime show. Oh, Miami Vice? Or Colombo? Colombo. I literally just said Colombo. No, because I'm like you asked what Columbo. I'm reading, was. I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading two. I'm reading as well. That's why. So I kind of gave his second one. All right. So number two is Miami Vice. <laughs> Gee, I wonder how you could have guessed that one. And number one, Golden Girls. Wow. So that's his. Wow. <laughs> I'm not gonna thank you for being my friend. <laughs> Hey man, that yeah. they had some of the most ruthless lines in that show. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So to re to restate his uh his three down, it's Columbo, Miami Vice, and the Golden Girls. All right, so my three down. At number three, I have as you I don't know if you heard Robo barking there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and at number three. Um, I have As Told by Ginger. Oh, okay. I think I remember that one. Yeah, it was, uh, this wasn't for me. I mean, <laughs> I watched it, but it was because my brother liked that show. And, you know, when you share a TV, you're not necessarily going to be watching, watching much else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
Number two is, are you afraid of the dark? I just never could. Mm. I feel like it was, to me, it was like a cheap knockoff of like Goosebumps. Yeah. I think that's why I didn't really care too much for it. Mm. Um, funny enough, I actually just watched a documentary on Hulu uh, of like the beginning of Nickelodeon. Oh, I think very, I saw that one. Very interesting documentary. Um, the funniest thing to me was when they were talking about, are you afraid of the dark? And like the guy that was like in, in was like part of the campfire kids. Um, he was talking about like, I won't tell you guys what was in the dust. And then like pans in and then the guy's like, it was coffee powder. Oh, <laughs> He's like, I would never tell you. And then it was coffee powder. So I was like, I love that. I was laughing my ass off. I actually like replayed that multiple times because that was funny. Um, but yeah, are you afraid of dark? And then number one, um, I think personally, it's just because I could never really get into it. Um, not saying that I didn't like this show. I thought it was, it had its funny moments, but it's just like, I think because there was like all these other shows going on that I just rather watch that than, than, than this show. And that's the Parkers. Oh, okay. I, one, I think it's funny. I really do think it's funny. I just never got into it, is what I'm saying. I just never, like, you know, like I didn't, um, like, you know, obviously with sitcoms, I think you can get away without watching it from the beginning. But I just like didn't really understand what was going on sometimes. So I was like, I kind of need this is like a show I need context. <laughs> if that makes any okay. sense to you. <laughs> but um yeah. But, yeah, so to to reiterate my my three down is As Told by Ginger, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And The Parkers. I mean the Parkers mm-hmm. isn't really like a kid's show, but it's like that, you know, we you know You grew up with it. That's I grew up I grew up with it. Yeah. Okay, okay. I got you. <clears throat> All right. So my number three is actually from Cartoon Network, Ben 10. Ooh, man. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't, I really wasn't too big on that one, man. It, it, it was like, it was a cool concept. It just seemed too played off. Like, oh, hey, alien. And he has to watch that and stuff like that. I was like, eh. Um, yeah. Um, number two. Um, on this one, I have to go to. I don't know if you remember the show. Um, uh, <clears throat> Zoe 101. Oh, okay. The the one with uh with with Britney Spears, Britney Spears Jamie, Jamie Lynn Spears, yeah. I think that show actually yeah. got canceled because she got pregnant. Uh, I don't even know. I'm just kind of glad it did get canceled. I, I think that's why it got canceled. Oh well. I think it's because she got pregnant. I think that's what it was. Because okay. I, I know, like at the last the last season, um, it was because yeah, I think it was because like uh she got pregnant because they didn't really show her at the end. Yeah. However, the show was not oh was not canceled due to her pregnancy. Okay. <laughs> All right. And number one, <clears throat> the Real World, the MTV show. You didn't like the Real World? No. The only reason, well, the only reason why I even watched, try to watch it, was because of the Dave Chappelle skit. Oh, the Mad Real World. <laughs> yeah. It- I, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I like the real world, but it was kind of entertaining, and it's crazy to think that like, the Miz was was from from that. 
I don't know if he was from I don't know if he was from the real world or if he was from Road Rules, but I know he was from one of those like MTV shows. I think it was from, I think it was from the real world. But yeah, I remember he was on there, and then it's crazy to think that now he he's a I think I believe he's 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 lifted the WWE championship at least at some point. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Interesting, interesting uh, chain of events for that guy. Because yeah. I believe, what was it? He wasn't tough enough, right? Like he he did the tough enough. Like I think he, he was a contender. He was along with John Cena, I think. Yeah. No, he was no John Cena was already established at that time. No, no, oh. I know, but I think tough enough was set up by John Cena. Like he was the the guy was like, well, "Are you tough enough?" I think he was the one. I think he just did a promo for it. I don't think he actually was. Yeah, it. that's why. Yeah, I remember that's what Kurt, I meant. Kurt Angle did like a challenge with them. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah. but yeah. Okay. But yeah, so to reiterate, my number three is um damn it. <laughs> my brain just completely fried. It's like Ben Ten. Ben Ten. Number two is um Wow, I cannot believe I'm losing my mind already. Oh my lord. Uh Zoe 101. Okay. Ah, geez. And then number one, the real world. Okay. When everyone stop being polite. <laughs> oh yeah. And get real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, it's keeping it real goes wrong. Oh my god. Great. Now that's probably gonna be in my top three. <laughs> right. So at Spencer's three up is hanging with Mr. Cooper at number three. Do you know that show? Nope. I'm assuming it's hanging in with the teacher named Mr. Cooper. I'm trying to remember. It's, this is definitely a, a little bit before before our time. I know. I know it was a sitcom for sure. Uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, it was like in 1992. Yeah. Wow, Mark Curry. Wow, even Ray and Simone was on this. <laughs> <laughs> Omar Gooding. Wow. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that guy in a while. You're okay. gonna start watching it, aren't you? I don't is it on Hulu? I don't know. Oh, it is on Hulu. I might watch it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's really on Hulu, I might watch it. I'm actually about to finish community, so I might just watch oh, it. I, I might community. Eh, the the last seasons are, are definitely not it. <laughs> All right, so hanging with Mr. Cooper, number two, Martin. I think everybody knows oh, Martin. Martin Lawrence, man. Oh man, that was a funny show. And then number one is All That. This is like oh. prime Nickelodeon right here. Keenan Thompson, Kel Mitchell. Uh, just a bunch of talented kids, man. It was pretty yeah. cool, just because it was like. Kids our age, well, not really our age, but like you know, young people doing like these kids. It, it, you know, that was like it was crazy enough. Is like now Keenan Thompson does SNL, so like he oh, kind of yeah. like this is like his transition. It was they had Chris Farley uh, on on an episode of all that. I remember that. Dang, R.I.P. to Chris Farley. But yeah, <laughs> so to reiterate, Spencer's uh, three up is hanging with Mr. Cooper. Martin and all that, all that stuff. Yeah. All right. For me, at number three, I have the Power Rangers. Nice. I mean, come on. Good old classic. Everybody watch this. I mean, 
this is one of the shows that we 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 woke up early to go watch on TV. Like Saturday morning cartoons. Well, they weren't part of the Saturday, they weren't a cartoon, but they were definitely part of that Saturday lineup. Right, like, right, right. You know, yeah. We we all wanted to be a Power Ranger. We all we all had a crush on Kimberly. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. You know, I don't I don't know what Ranger you wanted to be, but I wanted to be the Red Ranger. So so yeah. Yeah, that is that is what happened. Yeah. Um right. so yeah, number three is the Power Rangers. Number two is uh South Park. Nice. Uh, I mean, yes, it was a very adult show, but I mean we I think I think yeah, we were fairly young when it start when South Park started, because I remember watching South Park the movie and then I was just like, okay, I'm gonna start watching this show because this show's hilarious. It's because how like <laughs> how like funny it was and how out there it was and how it, they literally made fun of everybody. Yeah. Um, I haven't been watching like the newer seasons, but I know that there's some funny stuff. Like I think they, they, they made like a really good one about making fun of Amazon. Bro, they made a good one about COVID. Uh, yeah. I, I need to, I need to get back on South Park because that show, <laughs> that was to me, yeah. that was like the funniest. Um, all their episodes are good <laughs> to me, <laughs> but yeah. And at number one, and I feel like most kids, at least our age, is going to say this. Right. Dragon Ball Z. Nice. Yeah. Dragon Ball I Z. Was, I mean, I... Like, come on. Everybody knows that we all grew up on this show. We grew up on Dragon Ball Z. Yes, we, we watched all the episodes, including the ones that took forever for Goku to either get to his location or to get to Super Saiyan level three. So, I mean, like... <laughs> We've been that's there. The thing. They never, they never actually showed when he went to Super Saiyan three. They showed that he was like, "I'm going to show." He, he was showing Majin Buu, he was like, "I'm going to show you." This is this is Super Saiyan level, like level one. I call it Super Saiyan. And then he goes and transforms into Super Saiyan two. Into this, and he just starts screaming out at the top of his lungs. Somehow his eyebrows get detached and turned inside out, kind of shit. And then his hair grows long, and he's like, "This is Super Saiyan three. And then that's when everybody was like, "What?" What he resold? Everybody was freaking out. And everybody, yeah, it was good times, good memories. Yeah, do you count? Do you count GT? No. Okay. Okay. Me too. <laughs> Super basically goes after the whole Mother Boost story. Because <laughs> I know it was just. I know everybody denounces GT. <laughs> At least no, like GT is. GT is good. It's just. It was just so. Bad, like the concept of it. Goku's small again. He has to get the Dragon Balls, mm-hmm. and then uh, the way I look at it is like, oh, that's a whole different timeline. That's the way I look at it. I was like, no, Super is the right timeline. I was like, this is just a whole different timeline. Yeah. Something happened. Yeah, you so know. To to restate my my three up is number three, the Power Rangers. Number two, South Park, and number one, Dragon Ball Z. All right, all right, all right. Get ready for mine. All right, so my number three up is actually, <laughs> if I tell you, you're probably going to. Okay, so for me, it's the Boondocks. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that that right there was awesome. I mean, it was, it was, it was not meant for kids. It just I just snagged I it. Mean, I mean, we watched Adult Swim. Yeah, exactly. That's where I first saw it, and I was like, "Oh man, you know." Um, 
And then at first I was like, oh, this seems pretty cool. They drive it pretty good. And then all of a sudden all this shit started out like, whoa. Okay. I was like, okay, okay. Okay. So that's my number three. My number two, I know this sounds kind of cringy to some people, but Courage is a Cowardly Dog. That is one of the trippiest shows. And it's oh, crazy yeah. is that they're doing a movie with Scooby-Doo. Yep. So, yep. Nice, they're nice, bringing it out. Nice, nice promotion there. Yeah. We're not going to hey, pay by it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, we're not getting paid by it, you know, but... Maybe you could get sponsored by Warner Brothers, I think. Warner Brothers is the one. So, you know. But yeah, anyways. Um, and my number one is, I'm going to take a page off of your book for anime. My number one is Naruto. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did not go the way yeah. I thought you were going to go, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just Naruto... Became really close to me. Even now, I'll rewatch it every now and again, just because I'm, I'm still to. I'm still stuck on one part because I refuse to to watch the, the dubs. The, I mean the subs. Oh. I refuse to watch the subs. Why? I'm not trying to read. <laughs> I'm not trying to read and and watch. I'm on. I want to watch the action, and, and I don't care that like the that the that the the the, the, the sub has the dirt. The real the real like what they're really saying. I don't care about that part. I just don't want her to be reading. <laughs> Call me a fraud. I am. I, I claim it every time. I'm not an anime guy. I say it all the time. And I'll still stand by it. I'm not an anime guy. I'll watch it does because I'm just not an anime guy. Okay. All right. Well, to reiterate my three. All right. So my number three is. Can I say number three? Oh my gosh, I'm too old. Well, I'm too young to be losing my mind. The Boondocks. Ah, the Boondocks from Adult Swim. My number two is Courage the Cowardly Dog from Cartoon Network. And my number one was Naruto. Basically, it was Tsunami Cartoon Network. Um, sometimes, I guess, Adult Swim. Not exactly sure. It just, you know, caught my attention when I was reading the manga. I was in middle school. So, yeah. Okay. All right, guys. So that is the show. Uh, shout out to the Unhinged Sports Network. Um, it, you can catch us on our, our premieres are on Fridays at uh, 11 a.m. Central Time and 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Unhinged Sports Network. We, we, we are featured first on the Unhinged Sports Network before we are available on all major podcast platforms. So once again, if you guys want to catch our debuts, and actually, it would be great if you do because that helps us towards winning podcasts of the year. So if you catch us on unhingedsn.com, you can also follow them on Twitter so you to be notified when we are live. So follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. So make sure you guys do that. Also, shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company, ANG Graphics, for the creation of the Insert Name FC logo. We love the logo, and that's why we continue to push for her because you know we want to see her succeed. You can follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, it's at a.g.graphics with an X. And shout out to our guy, our everything, the Chick-fil-A yeah. player of the year, Roosevelt Spencer. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. I'm going to always say it, man. If you have a podcast, if you have a, a YouTube channel, it's just great to have your own unique beat. Just, 
Just going to point that out there. A beat, it separates you from a lot. And to have your own original beat instead of using, dealing with copyright and permissions for using other music, it's just so much easier just to have your own beat for your show and a beat that everybody knows that that's, that's, that's your show. So go ahead and hit up Spencer so he can help you out. Or if you're an aspiring rapper, well, you know, Spencer could definitely help you out in giving you some sick beats for your, for your raps. So with all that being said, man, thanks for listening. To episode 45. Catch us next week for episode 46 where we'll be previewing Liga IMX and, um, not trying to get ahead of myself, but we, I believe we will be having a special interview. Yeah. All right. So catch you next week. All right. Take care, guys. place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details hi I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.